Have you ever wished for more real relationships and connections with other women? Today's podcast episode is for you. I am talking to Mary Beth Burns, who is an expert connector. She is fabulous at building relationships and connections with other women. And she also is great at connecting and helping other women learn how to build relationships with each other. If this is something that you desire, and I know it is because actually I've participated in a recent survey where I got to analyze a lot of information and data and responses from women in the business community. And this was the top pain point that we found with business women was that they were really strongly desiring more authentic, transparent, and other women they could just trust to have real conversations with. They wanted those connections. They wanted those relationships. So I highly encourage you to listen to this whole conversation with Mary Beth because she drops incredible value about all the different things that you really, really need to establish. Go from establishing a connection to a deep relationship because we all know it doesn't happen overnight and you don't want to have the wrong expectations of yourself or another woman. And I know that there are so many women out there desiring to have real relationships. Enjoy this. Welcome to the Fierce Warrior Women podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Noel, and each week you and I are going to sit down and talk about what it takes to get out of life's trenches, how to be courageous and confident as you fight for the life that you want. It's my hope that you are going to walk away feeling empowered to be the fierce warrior of your own life. All right, we're chatting with Mary Beth Burns, who I consider to be, and I know many other women would agree, that she is an expert connector, and she is also very expert in the area of building relationships between women. She builds relationships with other women and connects other women, and she has this way of facilitating and helping other women to build relationships and network with other females in different industries and you know just she's a real relationship builder and connector and so I'm thrilled to have her on the podcast today thank you for joining me Mary Beth you're welcome thank you for the invitation as always it's great to talk to you and it's great to share um, ideas and sometimes challenges too about you know how to develop and grow and into the kind of woman, businesswoman you want to be. So it's great. Thank you. So can you share with the audience, how did this start where you really, you know, I mean, share a little bit about your background and where did you start building such solid relationships with females? Because in me, I know it might just be my opinion, but I doubt it, that it seems like culturally a lot of times women are pitted against each other, but I have had the benefit of working with you and seeing how you really build amazing relationships and build bridges between women. How did that all start? Well, if I went, my first thought is to go back into to the point where I knew that I wasn't able to do it. Like a lot of people, 
even in my early 20s and when I first started working in my career as a hairstylist, I, you know, one of the things that we have to do because I work one-on-one with women or if I have, if I'm cutting your hair, for example, or doing something, I need to figure out, I need to develop the skill to figure out what it is that I can do that will make you happy. And that, that sort of was a difficult transition for me because I was sort of shy in high school. I wasn't a good student and I didn't have great connections with my teachers either because I sort of just hid away from them. I always figured if they didn't see me in the back, you know, whether that's true or not, (laughs) they would just ignore me. So um, I felt shy and I felt like other people probably knew more how to do things correctly. And I just did not. And we know as adults that that's actually not true, that we all feel some of the same challenges and nerves. We all do. It's just a matter of possibly recognizing, oh, this isn't helping me. And then two, you know, what, from that point, what would you do? So when I was like 20, I can remember being in what was Century Foods in Oconomowoc and going down the aisles, getting some groceries and seeing a client that I didn't, I was nervous to see. Like maybe it was somebody who didn't like what I did. I don't, I don't remember the details, but I can just remember that sort of seizing fear of, oh my gosh, if, if I keep going forward down this aisle, I'm going to have to talk to her. And as it happened, my sister was with me and um, she is a little bit younger than I am. And she said something later, like, why did we ditch out and not talk to that person? Was Is there some kind of problem with that person? Which I don't. I just was, like, frightened. I was, I was, I didn't want any confrontation. I didn't want a, a situation where I felt like I would be um, not able to handle it or, or probably made me feel like I, I couldn't handle it. So I just ignored it. But the fact that my sister sort of said something to me made me start thinking that that was a point for me that I thought, well, this is sort of controlling. Like, I don't, I don't want to be controlled by fear. And I was afraid. So I I think from there, I, I just the fact of recognizing that it's something that you're, that's happening to you and it's not coming from that other person was sort of a big realization for me. And I sort of thought about it. I I spent a lot of time thinking about a lot of things. And um, I thought about it and I sort of started working on it in very small increments. And that might mean that I might just change (laughs) change my direction of my cart in the aisle, but I would wait until I had eye contact with that person I didn't really want to talk to sort of wave it off and then go like I had forgotten something. So even for for me, that was a big transition of not just running. So I um, worked on that small, those small steps. And then I also had the opportunity to develop as a stylist over those next, you know, three to five years. And the more confident I became in the craft that I was doing, that also helped a lot. Like when I could, when I knew I could take care of clients and control that situation to turn out well, for the most part, 
that helps me develop a lot more confidence as well. So I think having a little bit of confidence in what you do and maybe working on, you know, how do you get it? Where do you get it? So that you feel like you are growing as a person in whatever skill you want. That does help too. I mean, aging helps. <laughs> Even though we don't necessarily want to at the point that I'm at, it, it still gives you years of experience. So there was a point then that I was able to go out in public and not be worried about who I would see or run into. Although I still wouldn't go out without my makeup on. Like that was a long time thing for me. Like I couldn't be seen naked as it were because somebody might see that I wasn't as beautiful or something you know, like it's just a tough thing for women. So, but probably five years later, I was doing something again with my sister, who is my biggest call out person that I have. And I ran into somebody again and I just stopped and waited and talked to that person. And my sister remarked, and I and I won't ever forget this. Like, whoa, what have you been doing? <laughs> what, what's going on? Like, I've seen you like run and ditch. So, what happened here? Like, you're like walking into it instead. And I I think that was probably the point where I thought I'm not afraid. I don't still like running into everybody, and I don't still like wanting or having a 15 minute conversation when you're in a hurry, just, you know, those sort of normal days, things of life, but there is no fear or I've had enough practice where the fear, even if it rises up, doesn't control what happens. So that was the beginning of me connecting, right? Like removing or acknowledging the fear and then walking into it as opposed to running away from it. And I, I really think that it's sort of like a superpower to some people, like, it, like, how can you do this versus somebody who says I could never do that. And I, I don't, I don't really think I have any kind of superpower or super connection piece. I just think that I walk into it as opposed to running away from it. And it's, it's because I've practiced and practiced and I don't, it doesn't always go well. Sometimes the conversations are silly or even dumb or I'll walk away and think, why, why did I say that? Like that one thing that I was just not good or I, I might've hurt that person's feelings somehow and I didn't mean to. So the other thing I've sort of developed because of thinking about those situations is if I felt like I hurt somebody's feelings, I probably would send them a note afterwards and say that, like, I really enjoyed our conversation. You know, sorry to have you quick because we were both walking our dogs, but I just wanted to make sure that you knew that I was uh, apologetic or I'm sorry for saying something that way because it, I feel like it came off in a way that might be upsetting or um, make you feel sad. And I don't want to do that. And I just want to flat out apologize. And that's it. I don't, I don't put any butts on it. I don't, I don't do anything from there. I just 
acknowledge what I, what I felt happened. And then that part of connecting to people and women, especially also helps because there are a lot of times when we talk to somebody and we think, did she mean to say that? Does she not know something about me? Did she not? You know, like we, we run these conversations and I think if you are able to acknowledge if you feel like you said something dumb or did something that wasn't so great that people really respect and trust you. And that is the beginning of connecting, especially connecting in business and relationships is, is if you are a trustworthy person, then people are, can put their, their walls down and, 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 kind of walk into their fears. I mean, you give them a safe place to practice connecting, right? So I think that trust is, is a really important aspect of connecting. And I to develop, to grow yourself into a trustworthy person is not necessarily at one, two, three. Like it's, I think, Honesty, apologies, um, care about the other person as opposed to putting your own agenda forward or secondarily putting your agenda behind so that you can put the other person forward. Those are things that show people that you are not engaging in this conversation for yourself. And I think that that's what people want. So that whole story is sort of the, my evolution of coming from being afraid, hiding out, only wearing my makeup out, not wanting to talk, to a realization that I could, in fact, um, develop a skill here that would make my life better and make other people's lives better. And that is sort of the platform, beginning platform of connecting to women. How's that sound? It sounds amazing. I, it's almost, it's really challenging to pick which part we should, I want to unpack even more um, because that was all just amazing advice wrapped up in your story. And one of the themes that I couldn't help but notice as you were talking about all those different things is this need to be self-aware but self-accepting too because uh-huh. like first aware that wait a second this fear has a power over me and am mm-hmm. i okay with being you know behaving in such a way that's really out of fear and so i think that's that self-awareness piece uh-huh. but then also when you were talking about if you really want to connect with others it seems to me that before um, you can accept another person or they can accept you, it's like, wait a second, you have to accept some realities about yourself. So as you were sharing about walking away and obsessing about, oh, why did I say that? I felt such relief because I do that. I will still have, and I'm hoping that someone out there in podcast land has had this too, where you Mm -hmm. have something that you said years ago, years 
could be 10 years ago. It could be in your teens or when you were a little kid. And all of a sudden it pops into your head and you just sit there cringing like, ugh, why did I say that? And it's, and it's still impacting. So there's this level of also accepting that that is that happens to everyone there i don't for a yeah. second believe that there's anyone in this world that hasn't said something at some point that you're just sitting there going oh dang it why did why did i even go there did i have to say it like that you know whatever and it so it gave me relief that i'm not the only one and that if i really want to genuinely connect with other people i'm going to have to accept that that is just a part of it that as a human being, there are going to be times where I wish I hadn't said or done something or said it differently. And that's just going to happen. But I love that you are saying, look, if, if you feel that it came across wrong or you could have hurt someone in the process, then humble yourself enough to reach out and, you know, whether it's an apology or further explaining or whatever it is, and then that's it. It is, I have to just say, it is really important. And I'll give you an example of this because this just happened to me last night. I had a conversation. I was at my, a different sister's house, believe it or not. And I was sitting with her and her daughter. My niece is probably uh, 22, somewhere in there. And she's had a uh, somewhat difficult emotional um, year. Her years of growing up have been challenging. And she has had some... Um, not my story to share, but she's had some challenges with food. So now she's doing great. She's had some lots of great help and she's really striving to build this really great life. And I'm, I'm really so proud of her. But as we were just having a casual conversation, I said something last night that used the word starving or starvation. And it, it really didn't have anything to do with her story. However, it's a it's a emotional marker for her, right? It it's it's something that spoke to her immediately and almost to the point of you could kind of see someone feeling like they have to protect themselves. Like that moment was difficult for her. It really makes no difference that I did not intend to do that. That's our problem is that we spend so much time thinking qualifying and justifying our own side that the difference that I have in, in a lot of situations is only that I don't care about my own side. I will still come out fine if I care about the other person's side first. I don't need to consider myself a failure or explain why I said what I did or justify it. I know in my heart from watching her body and her speak for the next two minutes there that I hurt her feelings in some form or another. I do know that it's something she needs to grow and, and develop and strengthen in herself, but that doesn't matter. It still matters to me that she know I read that dearest niece of mine in a card. I mean, I, I, that was my plan. I was driving home planning it already. Thank you so much for the time that we spent together. It was great hanging out with you. And if I said anything that sort of seemed disrespectful in any way, if it, if it came across, I am so sorry because I am so proud of you. Excuse me. And the last thing I would ever want to do is cause 
is be an impetus, you know, to cook, to cause you pain. <clears throat> I know it's not my responsibility for her feelings. We spend so much time worrying about that. That it's like, and sometimes for good reason, but we can read a lot of things in a conversation. There, there are lots of times when you might be having a hard conversation with somebody and you just feel like you, it, something came out that you didn't say wrong, but it just got, it hurt, got heard in the wrong way. Well, is that your responsibility and fault? No. But do you care more about that relationship or do you care more about being right? And I think that I, one, would never let people walk all over me, but two, I don't need to, I don't need to put that out there first. Because I do believe that all women are strong enough in them as they develop their skills to to be to protect themselves and yet still put others or listen to others' feelings to respect 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 myself first respect them second and respect what's happening in that moment third and take care of your stuff. You know, like if you, if you, if you feel anything, do something about it, send them a card, call them on the phone, leave them a text. You know, like it's more personal. If you send them a card, I will tell you, I would just assume text or email somebody, but I'll send my niece a card and I'll pick one out that I think speaks to the way I feel about it. Like I'm not apologizing for what necessarily came out of my mouth because I'm sure people would have a heyday with that. I'm just saying that I noticed it it spoke to you and it didn't necessarily spoke speak to you in that way that I wanted so just know that I love you and I will be try to be aware of that and I will you know and I hope that you love and I hope you love me too <laughs> that's it have a great day so what happens then is that there is a lot more trust if I do that for her she will trust me more. And what then what happens is when that happens again, she won't feel so protective, right? She won't recoil so much. She won't, she'll have more to think about than just, oh, that made me feel something and I didn't like it because she feels safe. And isn't, isn't that what relationships are all about is that the, each person in the relationship feels safe. So how, how do we make people, women, women in business, family, our spouses or our significant others, how do we, how do we work together and make each side feel safe? And when we figure that out, that's, that just blows me away. That makes me, that makes me smile on the phone and you can't see me. <laughs> So that was my example from last night. So. I want to talk about that a little bit more with regards to, because I know maybe not myself, probably not you, but I know of some people where they probably struggle a little bit more with the, um, okay, so where is the line between, mm-hmm. you know, yourself and, you know, like, I... right. 
You know, I, I get but, it because even when I was talking about it, it was like, okay, somebody's going to have a field day with this. Like you're supposed to protect yourself first and it's not your problem if somebody takes something the wrong way if you didn't intend it that way, right? Yeah. Like, it's their problem, which is true. That is true. Like if, if you and I on, right now on this phone call have an issue and I didn't mean it, I'm not going to go home and fret about it for three days. If my own spirit says, ooh, I think I hurt her feelings, why can't I just say, I'm sorry that happened in some form or another? Why does that mean that I'm laying down myself? I I think that acknowledgement is different than always laying down your own person for the sacrifice of other people. That is that is a, a terrible thing for a human being. Like your ego has to survive, right? Your strength, your um, respect for yourself has to be there. And if it's not there, then what happens is the opposite. And then you're apologizing every single day, all day long, which is a thing that we all do. So I'm not... You know, what I'm talking about really is different than that place of I have to apologize all day long for everything that I do. I do not. But I do have to examine what happened. And on either extreme, I'm going to not build trust with other people. If I'm saying I'm sorry all day long and always assuming it's my fault and always taking the brunt and laying myself down and being, you know, downtrodden by other people, even to the point of not being safe, that is not me respecting myself. And if I'm on the opposite side of that fence, always saying it's somebody else's problem, it's not mine, I didn't mean it that way, it's your problem, figure it out. If I have no respect for um, emotions and feelings and other people's egos either, then I'm, I'm I'm sort of to the point of being like almost mean or scary or not approachable. And that you can't build relationships there either. (laughs) On either side of that, you cannot build. So you have to look at what you can live with first. And the only way you can do that is to really be comfortable with saying, I, I, made a mistake or I didn't make a mistake and I am going to look at it even more and to the point that I really feel peace about it. And it isn't, you know, I don't know. It's not about protecting myself in the sense that there are some people out there that really struggle with always trying to prove that they never do anything wrong not because they want to push or tell the other person that they're wrong, more because they're so afraid that they're going to fail, that they have to do this thing or they're just got to be right. They got to be right. They got to be right. Well, that's, that's, that's something that has to be dealt with personally. Like that is, a, is something that you have to either get some help with and read some great books and listen to great podcasts and hang out with people who seem to have figured out some of the, things because that's that's too far that's that's really just protecting yourself from pain 
and shoot, there is pain every single day in all of our lives to some degree. So I think that just got really confusing, didn't it, Jess? <laughs> no, no, it really didn't. And I think I'm so glad that you explained it that way because I really want women to hear that no matter, you know, the extremes, you cannot build connections authentic connections and relationships mm -hmm. on either end of the extreme. And I have a feeling my community is on the more like would be, you know, the apologizing for everything that they do than the other extreme. Um, mm -hmm. But either way, it really doesn't matter because on either side, you're not going to build authentic, true connections and relationships that are built off of trust. And that's it. Right. I mean, if in like you just mentioned, really, if that trust isn't established, which can only be done through I, I mean, if you th I'm sure anyone out there can think of a situation where they went through something with someone that they didn't have very, you know, a very deep relationship with, but they went through mm -hmm. something, and it caused both of them for whatever reasons to humble themselves, and they couldn't be right all the time, or they had to apologize for saying something or they, you know, whatever it was, it's through that that the trust is built. But if you mm -hmm. But if that doesn't yeah. happen, then it's just a surface relationship or connection for my, in my experience. It's just, you never get to that deeper level. And that's really what I think right. we're talking about here is those deeper connections and relationships. It's like, is the goal for me to be right? Or is the goal for me to make sure everybody else feels right? Or is the goal for me to make sure that you and I in a relationship have enough safety and respect for each other that we can be right and wrong? And we can acknowledge both sides <laughs> because that, that is the true, that is that place is where we can do a lot with and for each other. And it, it becomes a, a thing among, uh, unto itself. You know, like this, this relationship is stronger now because we are both willing to step out in scary fear and also acknowledgement that we're not always right. And yet, able to say our truth and when we can do that now we have this great trust relationship and now great things can happen if we stay on the outside and we're not willing to step into that and start to develop those skills and they are skills anybody can develop skills not everybody will be an expert right but anybody can practice skills learning skills you can be better today than you were six months ago if you practice your skills. So do I think that because you do that or say, do what I'm telling you to do, that you're going to be on stage someplace talking to a whole crowd full of women? No, I don't. Because some people are really good at it naturally. But it, it doesn't mean that all of us don't need to work on it. It is something that we have to work on in ourselves. And if you don't, like, I, I, again, I have so many examples. I mean, yesterday I was talking to a very young person who were working on developing technical skills with, and there was a failure. So how do you think I could ever help correct a failure with somebody who was young? If somebody, that young person did not trust me to not cause them harm in that space. 
There is, I mean, there's absolutely no way if my young people don't trust me, that they will ever allow me to tell them the truth. You basically screwed up. And if I don't tell them the truth, they will never have the opportunity to grow and become better than they are because I'm avoiding the truth because I don't want to hurt their feelings. That, that is exactly why every single woman in business needs to work on skill building in this arena because you are either being helped by someone else or you are helping someone, you know, you're getting help or, or you're giving help. And you should be have, have that happen to you all the time where it's both ways. But none of those relationships will be developed well if there's not truth spoken. And no truth can be spoken if there's fear. Because they feel like it's harm, they're going to, you're going to cause them harm. And frankly, the worst in those moments where we fail, and I mean fail flat on your face, which I've done multiple times in my lifetime, and I know that every single person has to go through to get to the other side, when we fail, we need to figure out how to love ourselves too and acknowledge the truth there. So there's a whole lot of truth talking that we're talking about here. And that always needs to be delivered in a safe environment where respect of relationship is already established. It works so much better. And that's why we have to work on it. So yeah. Maybe- well so we've been talking on a really deep level Uh, one of the things you and i know is that um for the audience mary beth and i have worked together in a lot of different capacities it started off in the salon but it's evolved from there but one of the things that we did together was we did a survey of a community of business women and one of the things that we discussed was this the relationships between women And one of the most common pain points from women on this survey was that other than their immediate family or maybe one friend from like a high school situation or a work situation, women were talking a lot about how they really didn't have meaningful relationships with other women outside of their own family or possibly work environment, and how they really desired that. So on a really practical level, Mary Beth, if I'm someone out there, just, it was very clear in our survey that women were really needing those connections. And I believe we just innately do. We crave connecting with other women. But if I don't work maybe somewhere where it, maybe it doesn't feel safe, maybe it's just not a Mm -hmm. safe environment, or Um, You know, there's plenty of women out there who don't work with a lot of other women, whether it's the company, you know, whatever. Um, How do I start on a very practical level connecting with other women, realizing that you can't just skip over all the beats and dive into a deep relationship with someone? Where do I even start connecting with women? Yeah, I think it's... um... For me, I'm only going to speak for me, and really all of my conversation is for me and what, what has worked and what uh, the ability to 
not sacrifice myself. So I'm just going to start this by saying, I'm not talking about sacrificing anybody's self ego, right? You need to have, and that might be the first step is working on your own strength personally, which isn't sort of another conversation, but I think you, you need to be able to give away and your time, your, uh, your talents, your, um, your natural gifts, whatever, whatever you can do to make environments better. So you need to get, be able to give away that to someone that you feel like might be a benefit and give it away in a, freely. And what I mean by freely is without expectation of I'm going to get this personal, this particular response. So if I was in a situation with all men and I had to work in an office and I've worked in other places as well, although probably not with all men, but I actually had a bully for a boss. So I think that that's maybe a, something that people can identify with. I still started out that relationship, that workspace, that because I wanted to have good relationships in the way that I knew was correct, which means if I can help you, I will give you 10 minutes of my time. If I need to stay 10 minutes late, if I need to help you out, if I can um, turn in something early because you're going on vacation and you need to review it early and you've asked me, like if I can do sort of that gifting there, it sort of opens the door and says to other people, I, you are going to be someone I can trust, right? It's the beginnings of trust. Now, I don't think you should sacrifice yourself to the point of, again, laying yourself ego down and causing harm to yourself. That is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about 10, 15 minutes here and there, or helping someone clean up or assisting someone in some form, you need to be able to give things away that are good and safe for you to give away. And then if, if, if over, you know, weeks and months openings seem to happen, then you need to just, you know, walk into those conversations that are five and 10 minutes and say, you know, see what you can bring to the conversation that's helpful. In other words, it's not really about you. It's about developing a relationship. And sometimes the person on the other side won't want to. Like my bully boss did not want to. So when that happens, you have to figure out how to protect yourself in that place and still be kind. So now maybe you don't seek that person out and have conversations. You just do your, a really good job, like a really good job. And that alone makes you happy. And you do hand in your work and you go to work and eventually you look for a different job. <laughs> I mean, if it was really bad, I, I would find a way to not stay there, which is what I did. I actually had to leave this job because even And I actually did also go to my boss above this person to ask her to facilitate a good conversation between the two of us. And here was why. I, I mean, I didn't complain. I just said, I stated my case and said, I feel like we could get along better. I feel like the, the students would benefit from this. And if there was a way that I'm not seeing, perhaps you can help me. But I feel like I need a mediator in that space. 
And that actually didn't help, even though it made me feel good I did it. I made an attempt, but it didn't help. It didn't resolve anything. And then I decided to leave. It was not my, what I wanted, but I still controlled my safety and I still controlled you know, my, um, how far I would go to give away my gifts to other people, but I don't go into it that way first. I think there's always a sacrifice in a relationship and both people need to be willing to sacrifice for the relationship. And maybe sacrifice is not a good word because it, it, it can't include, it has to include safety as a primary factor when I, when I say that, right? We're not talking about beyond the normal safety. You say first, but so this, this probably didn't go very well, but practically, oh, but I yeah, mm -hmm. I think well, you need to give away. And I think, and you hit it on a work environment, whether, um, you know, hopefully people are working in more safe environments, but the reality mm -hmm. is probably not. And, mm -hmm. but it's a very, either way, if you're attempting in the workplace to build a relationship, which of course would work in other situations, what you were just saying about just taking even a couple minutes to help someone clean up, you know, that mm -hmm. you hadn't, right. that can lead to some conversations eventually down the road and maybe a friendship develops or a connection or something over time. But it's very practical in that what, how many situations are we each in where we could help someone clean up afterwards? I mean, I'm thinking at work that happens. If you right. attend a church or a synagogue or something like that, it happens. Heck, if you're at a grocery store and someone drops stuff, that can happen. I mean, so mm -hmm. there's numerous, I, I love that you didn't specifically go into like, oh, at church, do this or seek out a club or whatever. It was a very practical find opportunities where you can help someone for just 30 seconds that could right. suddenly be a turn into a conversation that then turns into some other opportunities. But, um, but taking the few seconds or a couple minutes to just start planting those seeds wherever they happen. And the, I think the first step then is, is to start in your daily life looking for those opportunities for you to just take a couple extra seconds or a minute to help someone else out. And yeah, then, I think as a rule, if you just do that, if you are always open to being that gifting sort of person, and I'm really, realistically, it could be 30 seconds. It, you... Well, what happens then is that every space that you go into, it's not work versus, oh, these are my friends. Now I can relax or I can, I can be a different person. I'm the same person on this phone call as I am in my networking meeting for business with women that has 25 people in it on Friday mornings. I'm not any different in this space than I am in that space. And that makes me happy. Everything that we're talking about, the, the giving away, brings back more joy to you because I don't feel conflicted about the way that I am here versus the way that I am here or, oh, I have to go to work and I don't get to go out with my friends today. But actually, I love my people at work or the clients or if I get to meet a new person today that's a client, new client. 
that's that's the same for me. That's as redeeming and enjoyable as sitting down for coffee and having lunch. Now, I do have very close friends of mine that have been friends of mine for years. But if I don't get to see them, I'm not like feeling like I'm, I don't have to lament about not hanging out with great people for great relationships because I can find those moments in every single day at every single space because I'm always aware and I'm always building and the gifts that I get back are beyond measure. So it's actually brings energy to me as opposed to the opposite. So there you go. No, it's starting small, being aware and find and finding those moments, seeking them out. And I also didn't feel and I'm sure the audience can hear it too, there isn't an expectation attached. I can clearly hear that Mary Beth does not have any kind of, she doesn't push expectations on others. It's focusing on how can I serve you or help you or make a connection that's authentic. But if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. And I'm building everywhere I go and connecting whenever I find the opportunity, but there's no residual expectation that then the other person has to receive it or now they need to start building too and put in that kind of effort. It's just very much a, you're putting in the effort, you're focusing on it and whatever happens after that happens. Mm-hmm. And like you said, if, if you need to walk away from something because, and know that like when I walked away from my previous job, I, I don't lament that it's, I mean, I, it's sad to me that it couldn't have been reconciled because it's a waste because the losers there were not me or this other person, but the people who we were there to serve really, which was the students. So it's in, in a way I do have a little bit of sadness, but I know that I did everything that I could. I also know that I didn't do anything that was disrespectful. In other words, I didn't go talk to 16 people in the department first before I talked to my head person. So I know my behavior was respectful and I know that I said my truth and then I walked away. It's too bad. It turned out that way, but I'm, I feel good because <laughs> I know I did everything and I'm not mad about it. I'm not, you know, thinking about this person and thinking, oh, I, you know, she caused me such grief. She made me have to leave the job. It's over. That time's over. And my time is probably meant to be spent someplace else. And that's what I've been doing. So I think that you, you do need to be comfortable with the way situations happen. And remember that even when you start practicing your skills, Somebody else hasn't even learned how to practice yet. If you're, if you're working on these things for yourself, and kudos to you if you just start small and start doing these things, but just think about this other person that you might run into who hasn't even heard any of the things like this and thinks it's normal to blame other women for or be jealous or all those things. If they think it's normal, that's because they haven't maybe heard this great way of living your life. <laughs> so you have to have kindness for that too. You know, you don't, you don't have to take too much. You have to 
sort of start your way and teaching and and connecting and and then if it doesn't work you just walk away and if that person wants to know why you walked away then you tell them why you're not putting enough you don't trust me you're not we're not open enough we're not we're not really relating on a clear and honest in, in a clear and honest manner therefore there isn't really a relationship there when you're ready come back we can hang out you're not ready that's that's you know totally up to you i don't worry about yesterday's usually and i don't worry about what's coming tomorrow usually i just worry about who i'm talking to today today is jessica and it's great and i love jessica i love you and i admire you and i think that you're amazing and i think that you're reaching out and doing these great things for these people with these women great things with and alongside of these women not for, but you're gifting them with time and energy and your wisdom and your wise because you're seeking out people who are wise, more wise than we are. And that, that's a gift. So you are already doing what you can do. And, you know, if it works well, it doesn't cause you any harm whatsoever. It just might bring you joy. And you found my one step because if I'm going to be transparent, which is always what I've said about this podcast, is that one of my desires was to have deeper, more meaningful relationships with other women because I do keep a pretty close circle. And, mm -hmm. and that's just how, and my career doesn't really... <laughs> get me out meeting tons of people every single day. So this was right. a way for me to connect with women in a very authentic way. And that was my step. So to wrap up, Mary Beth, if you were talking to one of the women that we know who said, I'm struggling with connecting with other women in a real way, what would be the one thing you would tell her to start? I can only think about how I would you know, go about it. Like if I felt, if I entered a new group of women, let's say a new networking group, and I knew no one, which is a really sort of daunting place for any of us to be. And we do have to do it. Like sometimes you have to go to a meeting and you know no one. And you might be thinking that you might hang out with these people for, you know, the next year or something for some reason. You have to work on development. And I think the first thing I would do is actually really ask people questions because when you, when you ask people questions, you know, your name and what do you do and maybe about their family or, you know, you, you get to know sort of their, who they are in that professional slash personal life a little bit. You, when you ask questions, it says to somebody that you actually care more about them than you are, when, than when you tell them all about yourself, right? Yeah. Eventually, that person hopefully will ask you questions, but your, my goal going into a space would be to find out as much as I can about as many people as I can do in a natural manner over the next hour or whatever we're at this meeting or whatever I'm doing, and then follow up. Okay, we, we're all women in business. Most, or at least I'm assuming that the podcast is for women in business. How important is follow-up for all of your clients? We all know 
There's no business that happens that gets transacted without a follow-up. Why would we not go into a developing relationship with a follow-up? Like send this person a note, send them a card. Don't send them a card and tell them what you do. And if, you, if they're interested in your business, that would be great. That's <laughs> the opposite of what you need to do. If you're going to transact business with somebody, it will happen. You won't be able to stop it. But initially, you need to ask questions, seek out information about them, and then follow up with a card, an email, a phone call, a text, however is you know, I personally feel like sending cards is like the primary sweet touch because we all know no one has time to do it. So if you send somebody a card, they think, wow, she sent me a card, handwritten card. That's crazy. But my handwriting is horrendous. So while I love to send a card, I sometimes will default to, a te- you know, a text or a email or whatever I think that person might access the easiest and go from there. I mean, but if I can send a card and even if I don't write a lot in it, I think that that establishes your truth, who you are. This is who I am in business. This is how important relationships are to me. We don't know each other yet, but I'm willing to work on it with you. I mean, basically, that's what happens when you ask questions and send a card or follow up. And people appreciate it. So Mary Beth, speaking of connections, how can people connect with you if they want to learn more about building relationships? Well, any, any, first of all, I'm always accessible all the time to any single person that ever wants my time for a limited amount of time, right? If some, if I felt like the relationship wasn't honest, I would not invest in it. Oh, sorry. Are you still there? Yep. Okay. Sorry. Um, but I'm always available on email, which is mbburns with an E at gmail.com on Facebook, social media, Instagram. I'm not as good on Instagram. I'm learning. I'm always trying to put myself into a place of, of learning, but, um, if somebody really had a question or, you know, really wanted to talk for 10 minutes, I'm happy to find the time. I don't coach and I don't, you know, I don't charge people to coach. I don't do any of that, but I, I do love people. So if I can help you help someone figure out sort of a first step that makes sense for them, I'm happy to do that. I just have to have some forgiveness because I do run a business and I have a, family that's having babies yay (laughs) and sometimes I'm off the grid a little bit because it's good for my mental health so just to clarify Mary Beth isn't the one having the babies I'm assuming (laughs) she's talking about one of her daughters (laughs) yes now my second one is having a a baby my second congratulations yeah thank you it's a very very sweet part of my life but Nobody should ever be afraid to reach out and ask me a question. I would, I would always encourage that somehow. So I would just redirect them to somebody else if they needed more than I can handle. And I'm not afraid to say, this is a little too deep for me. I don't, I'm not that kind of person that is able to help. So, you know, I'll 
you know, let's keep in touch and let me know how you're doing, but you need to get the, what you need from the right person. So sometimes that, I mean, I have an appointment today with the right, with my right person. <laughs> so there you go. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Fierce Warrior Women podcast. Subscribe so that you are notified every time that I post a new episode. Looking forward to talking to you next time. Take care.